1989 as always my name is nathan and this week i am joined by arguably the best third of the undisputed wrestling podcast it is mr ian milne ian thank you for giving up some of your valuable time no it's a pleasure to join you here um i've been looking forward to this for the past few days after reading through what happened in the year that i was actually born and it was an eventful one <laughs> yeah looks like i got good things to talk about <laughs> some some sad we're going to start off sad ones but it's very, very yeah it, it, it varies a lot there's a hell of a lot happening right at the end of the 1980s uh but obviously i can't really ask you about the 80s because you weren't really there for a lot of it no, but no. How, how was growing up in the 90s well it was um full of cds and um <laughs> tapes vhs um, PlayStation 1, Sega Mega Drives. The life was a wee bit more difficult then. It's not like nowadays you can just pick up your phone and uh, search for a song and it comes up and plays, whereas when I was younger, you had to go to the, the shop, buy a CD, then put it in like a, a CD player, a wee personal CD player, and every time you moved about, this CD player would, would just jump about the place. Oh, it was a, a horrible squeaking noise. And then. having to rewind, the difficulties of having to rewind a video, like a VHS to go all the way back and find the right bits. So, yeah, you you young ones don't understand what yeah, we're talking about. And not having the option of being able to record on your TV, you have to basically put a deep video in, into the, the video player. It's like talking like this is like weird because I've never used this in ages. Video player and then recording in like movies or wrestling shows and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember getting a few of them off my pal um, for a few WrestleManias. Back in the oh. day. Oh, so you're into your tape, you're into your tape trading. I was well, I wasn't such, but my pal, my pal Kevin, who uh, was mainly the person that really got me into wrestling, um, was would give me a few DVDs and that, or sort of VHS tapes, um, over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll get to wrestling in a in a moment, but oh, first we say starting off sad, uh, but we'll get it get it out of the way, and then we'll get onto the more light-hearted stuff. It was the Hillsborough disaster in 1989. Uh, what basically happened? April 15th, FA Cup semi-final between Nottingham Forest and Liverpool at Hillsborough Stadium, which is in Sheffield, England. All yeah. went a bit wrong when 96 people were unfortunately crushed to death. Estimated over about 700 people were injured. Reason being, there was just too many Liverpool fans that were allowed into the into the stadium. Really. Took yeah. a long time for anything really to happen uh, from this. We have to really loads of investigations, loads of kind of inquiries. It wasn't until June of 2017 uh, that David Duckenfield, who was the chief superintendent and match commander at the time, and five others were finally charged uh, with the deaths of uh, 95 of them uh, because the 96 victim unfortunately died several years after the event. I know you've got a lot to say about this so i'll let you take the floor yeah um i know that like some of the facts is that the basically it was around time of kickoff and there was loads and loads of bodies outside trying to get in 
So what the police did was open up the main gate, the kind of gates to let the big gates to let people in. Instead of them letting them go through the turnstiles, as there was a bit of crush happening up there, they let they opened the big gates. The fans were pleading with people to let them in because obviously they didn't want to miss the match. They opened the big gates. People started flooding in, and they all mainly went down went down one stairwell, and that's when the people started. You had like thousands of people in this one section at the front of the stand. Like getting crushed up against the big fence. Um, very sad. I've sort of like mainly watched loads of documentaries on this, um, and it's very sad hearing the stories and seeing the pictures of actually people like dying right in front of you. Sad, but um, like eventually, I'm hope like some of the people that are like the families and friends and that can get a bit of um, a bit of um, like like they've got a bit of justice now. So hopefully that's um, something good and they can basically kind of. Be, be at peace with it and of some sort. It's a sad yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, yeah. It sucked that it took so very long for anyone to be held accountable for yeah. what happened as as well. Just reading the comments from a chap called Neil who lived through the disaster, even mentions there was a 97th victim who died of a coma later uh, who doesn't really get mentioned mm. very often. Unfortunately, I don't have the name. Uh, yeah. in front of me uh, but yeah. you were telling me before we got started off air that kind of because you're a big Rangers fan yeah uh, that you feel like the clubs are kind of linked in a way yeah um, the Rangers um, Rangers football club from Scotland they had done disaster at their stadium Ibrox back in 1971 when there was a the match finished and it was basically like loads and thousands of people coming down this one really steep stairwell out, out of the old stadium when it was basically a bowl it wasn't like your stands nowadays, but um, they were coming out and people were crushed. Then um, sixty-six people, sixty-six people died that time. And um, so a bit of less, but um, the clubs are kind of like connected, and there's like a flag that goes about. And um, you probably saw it. Maybe uh, it's got like a it's like a half and half Rangers and Liverpool. So they've got a wee bit of connection there with the kind of the both teams of other disasters. Obviously, there was also a disaster. I think it was can't remember the year. But it was also Bradford City had a, a fire at their stadium. You've probably heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of that one. That's I think right. it was about 56 people died of that one. It was a very sad, very sad thing. Yeah. No people should go to a football match um, and die and not yeah. come home. You should always go to a football match and come home and it's very a big number. And it hit, the, hit Liverpool like really badly in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So luckily that's well, hopefully been put to put to bed that matter for the families uh on to slightly happier things still involving yep. your rangers yeah uh, you won the double yep and um, this is a start of um rangers um like we went on a a run of winning um, the league title for nine years in a row and this was the very start of it we won the league that year six points ahead of aberdeen which and also 10 points behind uh 10 points ahead of celtic who were um, in third place and also earlier on in the year in 1988 they won the scottish league cup but obviously that was the same season as such but it was um the old league cup at that the league cup at that time got competed in the final was in october rangers beating, beating beating aberdeen again i'm pretty sure they could have won the treble that year but they got beaten the scottish cup final by celtic and um, around that time, they had the likes of um, Graham Souness, who is obviously famous and all around the world. Um, number one goalkeeper um, at the time for um, England, Chris Woods. Um, I'm pretty sure, t- I'm not sure if he was sure he was a captain, but Terry Butcher, Ray Wilkins, Andy Gray, who was also a commentator on Sky Sports and also um, question is sport famous. 
Ali McCoist. <laughs> my hero. <laughs> my hero, what? Ali McCoist. Um, he's named... Uh, my, one of my middle names is McCoist. I'm named, named after him, uh-huh. in a way. Yeah. Oh, nice. So uh, you might be able to, to tell me this before we get into the final bit of football news. But did Aberdeen... Were Aberdeen more of a force back then than they yeah. are today? Um, I'm not too sure if that was the time when they were managed by Alex Ferguson. I think uh, it... I can't remember the timeline off the top of my yeah. head, but they may may well have may well have been. Yeah. Uh, nice, but down to down to England across the border. Uh, Arsenal winning the first division, and Liverpool, uh, the FA Cup in a rather famous final, three-two Merseyside derby against yeah. Everton. So I'm sure would Gary Lineker have played in that one. Um. Not too sure. I think it was Ian Rush um, that scored the goals. Um, Ian Rush scored two goals, and also there was um, the player that scored two for Everton that day was an old Rangers player called Stuart McCall, who later went on to play. For, I think he had, he must have left Rangers to go to Everton, but he oh. scored two in that day. It was after extra time as well at Wembley. So um, obviously the semi-final was at the, the Hillsborough disaster when the Hillsborough disaster took place. They eventually replayed that match. Replay, not replayed yeah. that match and then obviously Liverpool got a bit, of, a bit of joy at the end by winning the cup. Yeah, it would have been yeah. something though for yeah. for the fans, definitely. Uh, yeah. on, to, on to music. Number one at the time of your birth was Black Box Ride on Time. Is that your yep. favourite song of all time? Um, no, my, not my favourite song, but I know of it because my dad is always a my dad's a big DJ. Well, not a DJ, does parties and stuff like that. But he always like he's very big on his doing his way. Like, somebody's got a birthday, he'll go and look back at the like in the, the records at who what was number one when they were born. So this was a it's quite a, quite a hit, and it was the most the biggest selling like most popular song in the UK charts back then and of the year. So it was the highest selling uh, single of the year in the UK. Yeah, I didn't actually know that fact until I, I knew that that was my number one, but I didn't know it was the most the biggest biggest song of the year. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> other hits from the year: "Back to Life" by Soul to Soul and "Like a Prayer" yeah. uh, from Madonna. Yeah, so, I love them. So- um, I love Like a Prayer by Madonna because of um, one of my favourite wrestlers from Scotland, Grado. That's his, <laughs> that's his theme song. And I love... I, I never really got to see him come out with that entrance because Madonna, being the bum that she has, took it away from us and basically took up... She basically said that we don't have the rights to, that they don't have the rights to play it anymore. But I've heard that a few times at ICW shows and it's quite a fun entrance. <laughs> She's a proper bore, isn't she, Madonna? Aye. Remember when she went to Graham Norton not long ago and she had a bloody like eye patch on her for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> a weirdo. Uh, on to some absolute classic movies from 1989. It's a real mixed bag this year. Yeah. Uh, you got Ghostbusters 2, iconic. Yep. Back to the Future Part 2. Back to, I love Back to the Future, yeah. And I'm you doing, got twins. Yeah, I'm doing this in, in my order of how yeah. I would watch them. Uh, Lethal yeah. Weapon 2. Um, it's okay. I've not saw it, I don't think... Oh, it's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, mm. Batman. Batman. Um, Indiana Jones. Michael Sorry, Keaton, I think it was, who played Batman then. It was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Good movie. Yeah. When That's Harry Met one. Sally. Yeah. Which, for any wrestling fans, was it? Is it Kurt Angle and Christy Hemme? Who did sure. the parody of it for the last yeah. time WrestleMania was in Hollywood. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's a good uh, film. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for License to Kill next. It's not a bad one for any um, fans. Double seven, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the Little Mermaid, I guess, can go next. Yeah. I'll do it for the ghettos of <laughs> yeah, <that> generation. <laughs> and the other ones I can't say I've seen. Parenthood and Driving Miss Daisy. Never so, heard of that one. Yeah. yeah um, I think. But um, when I was in New York, um, I've mentioned this a lot. When I was in New York last year for WrestleMania, I went to the Ghostbusters. Um, oh, you went Ghostbusters. to WrestleMania? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Ghostbusters um, fire department where they filmed it. It's obviously yeah. still a fire department. It's like a main fire department in New York. And they obviously filmed part of it there. Or it was, I don't know if it was basically, it was just the, the outer part of the building. And then um, they've still got like the the Ghostbusters logo outside the fire department, which is quite cool. Oh, I have that. That's good. Aye. It's quite, a smart, it's quite a smart rebuilding. And I like twins. That was obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Danny DeVito, wasn't Danny it? Danny DeVito, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is a great film for anyone that's not for anyone that's not seen some of those on the list, definitely. I'd recommend twins. Uh, yeah. Ghostbusters, both of them. Back to the Future, if you've not seen that, yeah. what are you even doing with your life? Back to the Future uh, has got some cracking tunes in it. Cracking songs. Oh, it absolutely has. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so for TV, this was a fact that I wouldn't have guessed. I knew it was old. I didn't realise it was this old. But the first episodes of The Simpsons yeah. were shown in 1989. Uh, something that I'm sure everybody has seen. Yeah. No matter your age. Uh, quite the what run it? it's had, considering it started out as was it just a parody, like a badly drawn parody. That's all yeah. it was meant to be. And some 30-odd years later, you can now check out every single episode and a new movie. Uh, a new movie? Yeah, on Disney+. Plus. You've not seen that Maggie Simpson one? No. What's that thing? It's called Playdate with Destiny. They've yeah. just put up on the on the Disney+. Plus. Um, you can't, like, I don't have a discount or anything. I'm not plugging them. <laughs> <laughs> I, did that. I did that one time, I think, when you were on. I think it was yeah. when you were on. <laughs> I've done a plug for um, Disney Plus, so if you're out there, Disney Plus, get in touch. We'll um, set up some advertising and we'll get some fees in. <laughs> Why not? Why not? We'll get some free free trials going. But uh, Disney Plus has been pretty good. No, um, I'm not to tell you how the means of I'm getting it, but um, I'm not paying for it as such. <laughs> no, you're allowed shared logins. They said so no, beforehand. Yeah, that's why you you've got like the bit where you can put your own profile, like Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah, and when you put, you've got like put it on so you, when you've watched something, it basically stays there and says continue watching like that. Oh, I've, I've already um, absolutely rinsed the old Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, the 1994 one, mm-hmm. the cracking theme tune. I'm now onto the old X-Men. Yeah. So I'm using that my as car- well. That when I was a cartoon as well. Yeah, yeah, the original cartoon from 1992, yeah. I think X-Men, and 94 was Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. They're pretty great, take you back to your childhood days. Yeah. Uh, speaking of childhood days, something that I'm sure sure you owned, uh, Game Boy. Mm. Or some version of a Game this... Boy, Nintendo began selling the Game Boy in 1989. Yeah. I wasn't much of a Nintendo boy, a uh, Nintendo guy, my wee brother had, what was it, Nintendo... I can't remember what it was. It was like your like a bit like your game console, like an actual game console that plugs into the TV and Nintendo. Sixty four. Sixty four. I my brother had one of them. It was a, a oh. Pikachu. It was oh, Pikachu. Yeah, it's Pikachu. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Aye. 
they're worth a, they're worth quite a bit bit of money these days to Pikachu yeah. ones, if you still got um, it. I don't know where that is. Maybe chucked out, unfortunately. Oh, you can get you can get about hundred quid for that. But obviously they're still going strong, Nintendo by the Switch. The Switch to this day. Yeah, I've got a Switch, I can't say I play it much. Yeah. Uh, but you you're a PlayStation boy? Yeah, PlayStation I. Um, obviously back in the day I used to play the Sega Mega Drive which is famous for famous from my childhood I used to love playing that <laughs> <laughs> that's alright then but uh, yeah the Game Boy was was released 1989 uh, back to TV just briefly it would have been called B Sky B yeah uh, but Sky TV launches in the UK have you got Sky? Um, I've not got Sky but I've got Virgin Media unfortunately at the moment, because oh. um, <laughs> Virgin Media have been going down recently, like you know, our internet's having problems with internet's, but most of the time Virgin Media's all right. I used to have Sky TV when I was about. I think we eventually got Sky TV in the house when I was about nine or ten. And I used to love that. Yeah, Craft we never had we never Craft had Sky Net. growing up because it's too expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it was uh, Sky TV. Obviously, Cartoon Network was one of my favourite channels when I was younger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And whatever channel Raw SmackDown were on. Yeah. Of course. I think I used to go through to my my next door neighbours to watch um, Monday Night Raw on a Friday back then. It was shown on a Friday. Oh, was it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Even though it was Monday. It was um, recorded and then shown across the UK on a Friday, I'm pretty sure. I guess. Would the technology have even existed to do it live in the UK? I can't. I've got Mm. no idea. Not sure. No idea, but something that I found pretty interesting being a computer computer guy, yeah. and uh, because I'm literally using it right now. But it was the first release of Microsoft Office. Yeah, uh, which is the for those that don't know, uh, was the is basically the bundle of Microsoft's uh, applications for all the Office stuff. So you got Word, you got your Excel, you got your PowerPoint, uh, you got the database one that I can't remember the name of now. And a couple of other ones, and I just thought that was quite interesting. I didn't realise yeah. how old that is. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, when I was in high school, I can remember the really, really like old Microsoft like systems back then. And by God, they were different to what we've got nowadays. Oh, we're lucky. Absolutely. We're lucky nowadays. We are incredibly lucky that we can literally do this podcast from technically two different countries. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it, yeah I thought I didn't realise how old Microsoft Office was. Speaking of old, and I don't know how much we'll have to say about it, uh, a 4,400-year-old 4, mummy was found in a Great Pyramid in Giza, Egypt. That's Egyptian mummy, not just a yeah. random mother was found. And uh, that's pretty damn old. That's crazy. <laughs> Don't have a lot to say on that. Just thought I <laughs> found that a bit dusty. Yeah, just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's mainly the the main free. I know there's like the um, Shamel. I think it's Shamel Shake or just outside Shamel Shake. There's like three big big pyramids there. I don't know if that's maybe one of the pyramid of Giza there and um, the famous ones. I'd my dad's so, yeah. my dad's visited them, but I've never been to Egypt. But um, it's quite a interesting thing. Yeah, I've never yeah. been never been either. It's just a one thing that is just quite amazing, not that I know a lot about preserving things, but just the ability to preserve someone. Yeah, I, I saw that this, long. There was this program, I think it was on channel four, it's always channel four that's got these channel four or channel five that have got these really weird programs. But there was this guy who was like 
given his body to like science, and there was these people that were trying to find out how the how they went about mummifying bodies back in the, the Egyptian days, back when the the the, the, minute, the, uh, the days of that. That's crazy. Uh, one final miscellaneous thing before we stay very on brand for you and head over to the grapples. Uh, yeah. But Ford buys Jaguar. Now, for any car people, obviously we'll probably know that Ford is uh, uh, Jaguar is owned by Ford. I didn't realise it was has been owned by Ford for quite that long. Yeah, I don't even know that. Yes, yeah, so some big, the fortune of big Americans come by our, mm-hmm. our lovely British company and let's just say ruin it. I don't know if they've actually done that, but I'm going to say the Americans ruined it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so over to wrestling. Uh, so just to run through the champions for most of 1989, Hulk Hogan, WWF champion. Demolition, you might be able to tell me, was this in the middle of their massive long title reign? Um, I think basically the one the tag team took titles two days before I was born on the 2nd of October. I was born on the 4th of October. 1989, um, but they won the titles two days beforehand. I think it was on an episode of Superstars. Uh, I, I don't know the team that they bet, but it must be somebody pretty big. Yeah, you would have thought that. Yeah. It's a pretty strong uh, division back then, maybe. They might have went on to, ho- ho- like, to hold them for a while, because when we reviewed, we reviewed SummerSlam 92, you know, yeah. was that the natural disasters that were tag team champions in? I can't remember oh, that. Know, that's fine. <laughs> action smash. Uh, the ultimate warrior was Intercontinental Champion. Now, I have put in brackets on my notes that he did lose the title to Rick Rude at yeah. Mania. Uh, so one of them would have had it for the longest time in 1989. But I guess the biggest thing from 1989, and this is huge and talked about to this day, but the Mega Powers exploded at yeah. WrestleMania 5. Oh, Still... Oh, Probably one of the biggest, uh, the most well-told and biggest storylines the WWE slash F has ever yeah. had. Yeah, it was kind of like um, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage fighting over fighting over Miss Elizabeth slightly, and that's how it, the tension between, came between the two of them, and then they split up. Um, obviously, with Hulk Hogan be- defeating um, Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania Five to become the WWF champion. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to ask you some wrestling questions now since since you're on the show. So what do you make of of Hulk Hogan, the character? Hulk Hogan, the character, is like very big, very big character back then, very like big baby face. Um, obviously, he was a, a real American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not afraid to do some... He's not afraid to cheat, though, is the character of Hulk Hogan. No. Which I always found quite quite like interesting. Because uh... I recently watched SummerSlam '92 for uh, a different podcast, which is Scott's uh, Wrestling yeah. Through Life, and uh, he like he just completely cheats to win his match. And I was like, yeah. "What the hell's going on?" But <laughs> the crowd was super into it, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. In the long run, what about Demolition? Were you a fan? Um, not really much. I never really, I never really. So much of them as such, but I know that they're quite a big tag team in their, their big long reign. I think it was the new day that eventually broke it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And uh, then finally, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, um, he was a good like good character and stuff like that, and was also big with a 
with the children and stuff like that, with the face paint and larger than life kind of character. Um, but I'm pretty sure that year, um, Hulk Hogan won the the, the belt, the, the WWF Championship at WrestleMania, and then went to hold went to hold it all the way through to the next again WrestleMania, and that's where he got beat by the Ultimate Warrior. I'm pretty. Yeah, I think you yeah. are. You're right on the money, but I don't know if Hulk Hogan went into WrestleMania five as champion. I think he took it took it off. It took it off of um, Macho Man that year at WrestleMania five in nineteen eighty nine, and then went a few year holding it and then lost at WrestleMania six. Ah, yeah, you are right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, Randy yeah. Savage went in as champion. Other things from WrestleMania five, and we'll just run through how we think ah. these matches were. Uh, Hercules beat King Haku. I'm sure that was um, great. I've never, really, I've never heard of Hercules, but I've heard of Haku, obviously, Simone. I think he's Simone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man, defeated the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Giannetti. Uh, pre- sure that was great. That was probably say, pre, pre-barbershop days. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of the barbershop, Brutus Beefcake. Uh, ended in a double countout with Ted DiBiase. The yeah. Bushwhackers beat the fabulous Rougeos. Today uh, I was watching their um, their Hall of Fame induction um, from 2015 when they got the Bushwhackers got inducted to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and I absolutely just loved their speech that time. Um, they were so comical. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. There was a bit. There was a bit where um, basically said they was talking about how they eventually started licking people. And um, they basically started licking people, and he was like, um, I think it was Luke or Butch, uh, Butch, Butch the Bushwhacker said that um, the the Americans tasted bloody great. <laughs> that was funny. In a match that sadly only got five minutes, but Mister Perfect defeated the blue the blue blazer. Ah, uh, the blue blazer, obviously Owen Hart. Exactly. Yeah, that'd have been a match if it had lasted longer. That'd been a a good match because both of them were good wrestlers. Exactly. Yeah. Demolition, as we've already spoken about, defeated the Powers of Pain, the Barbarian and Warlord, and yes. Mr. Fuji in a handicap match. <laughs> uh, they were already the champions going in. Dino Mr. Fuji actually wrestled. I didn't even actually realise he was a wrestler. I thought he was just a manager. Apparently so. Uh, yeah. Dino Bravo <laughs> defeated Ronnie Garvin. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that was great. And then the Brainbusters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeated Strike Force, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts defeated Andre the Giant. So never would have thought that match wow. ever even took place. That's a really random <laughs> one. That got ten Jake minutes. Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts got to beat the Andre by the, the Giant by disqualification, apparently. Crazy. But still. All right. <laughs> I wonder, if, I wonder if the snake was involved in that. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, Big John Studd was special guest referee, so we might have to go back and take a look at some point. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, defeated Greg Valentine in the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> That's a really... Oh, God, poor Bret. <laughs> uh, Odie said Rick Rude beat the Ultimate Warrior. Bad News Brown uh, versus Jim Duggan ended in a double disqualification. And then possibly the greatest thing, this is quite unexpected. The Red Rooster defeated Bobby Heenan. The Red Rooster. I was going to try and do his um, thing that he does there, but I can't do it. It's probably like... Bobby Heenan. That's a a dog barking. 
<laughs> so for anyone that thinks huge cards with tons of matches are a new thing where people go oh why are they putting 900 matches on the show there were 14 matches right? none of these were dark matches apparently yep. I wonder if they're on that, that show actually last year. Probably finds about three hours or something like that. <laughs> well, that was back at the time I had to book out pay-per-view time, wouldn't it? So they would have yeah. had to have it down to a T, or they would have got it chopped off. Uh, but otherwise, that is 1989. Yep, in a, nutshell. a great year. A great year because I was brought into the world that day. <laughs> exactly. And, and sorry, not that day, that year. <laughs> <laughs> you were brought into the world... And the first, and the Simpsons started. So. Yeah, it was a good year, by the looks of it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good year. So thank you very much for listening, guys. That's just an overrun of 1989. Sorry if we missed out your favourite moment from 1989. <laughs> uh, but uh, tweet us and let us know at rogue underscore opinion. You can find me, myself, and I at Nathan Greenaway. But Ian. Uh, let us know where the people can find you. Also, let us know. Um, uh, let the people know about your podcast. Um, yeah, we're a podcast called Undisputed Wrestling Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at the UW Podcast and on Facebook at UW Podcast. We basically do a month. Well, basically every week we do a different like format of podcast. One week we do a throwback. The next week we'll do a quiz, and then the next um, whenever there is a pay per view to review. We'll review that as well. But we're, um, it's quite a fun podcast, and um, if you could follow us on there and check out our podcast, that would be nice. And you can catch me on Twitter as well, as well at Milne1989. Fantastic. That is, obviously, that is M-I-L-N-E-Y-1989. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for giving up your time, Ian. Uh, no problem. You're not going to be the first member of your podcast troupe to appear yep. on this show so uh but you will probably be the best yeah hopefully <laughs> well thank you very much for listening guys we'll catch you again soon bye now bye <laughs>